Welcome, you are listening to Ladies Who Genre, a podcast book club for ladies and not ladies who like to genre now and then. I'm your host, Morgan. And I'm your other host, Noelle. So this is not going to be a spoiler-free podcast, so if you haven't read this book or watched the movie or what have you, you might want to skip this episode and come back once you've had a chance to read it. Today, we are going to be discussing The House with a Clock in Its Walls by John Bolaris. The only trigger warning that I have for you on this, because it is like a YA book, is that it's kind of fat shamey. So if you have like weight issues, this is not the book for you. But for the most part, it's a pretty like carefree chill situation. Like, and I'm sure we'll get into it more, but uh, we, (laughs) that can wait. That can wait just a hot second before we jump into the unfortunateness. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, yeah. Um, We have some exciting news for you which is that this is our one-year anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> it's very exciting. And Morgan's my work wife of one year. Oh, <laughs> I, I feel loved. Extra loved. <laughs> yeah, I love I this. It's fun. So it's fun that we've done it for an entire year. Like I, that went by actually way faster than I thought it would. Yeah. As far as, you know, starting a, a pandem- pandemic uh, product goes, I, I think it's a pretty dang good one. We've all been calling it the panini. Oh, that one. Yes. Because that's more fun. I like it. More eyes. Very yeah. fun. <laughs> so how's it going? What's up with you? It is good. Everything is kind of crazy in flux because as you're aware, I've mentioned on the, the podcast before that I've been moving and it's just, it's literal months of stuff that the, the tiny million little steps that are involved. Yeah. So that that has been a fun level of craziness. Yeah. But as far as how am I feeling? How am I doing? Pretty dang good. Excellent. Pretty dang good. Excellent. That's great. I am enjoying my house still. <laughs> I guess I guess I've been going out a little bit more in the world, which was kind of cool. We went and saw Fast and Furious last week. It was amazing. Oh. Hor- horribly bad. Can uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> totally recommend it if you're into Fast and Furious because it's awful and amazing and they crash a lot of cars. Well, speaking Surprise. of movies, you, have you seen the the movie that came with this one, this this book? Oh yes, yes I have. In fact, I saw this movie in the theater and Fancy. that was actually really funny because I, I I looked at the trailer and like even when the trailer first came out, my husband was like, "This is your movie" because I am mad like excited about like hocus pocus and all of those kind of like spooky oh yeah movies. like it, it does have that vibe uh, yeah so i haven't seen the movie which i'm I'm looking forward to checking it out i'll try and see it as soon as i can uh but it it looks like it'll be a lot of fun but i was trying to figure out what about the book felt super familiar uh-huh and maybe we'll we'll talk about that more but i think the comparing it to hocus pocus definitely gives me kind of the oh yeah 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 like that that's that kind of hits the mark for me you know yeah 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 and i saw it i mean i saw it that day when it first came out like i was like yes to this movie and then i saw it and i was like that was weird and now that i've read this book i was like oh actually that was totally on point like everything about it is amazing <laughs> would you recommend it yeah i mean i think if you read this book i mean i need to I, that to be fair that came out quite a while ago so it's been a lot of years but if you have read this book then I would say you probably the movie would probably be even more awesome because you'd be like, oh yeah, they did they did justice to this book with this movie. Nice, yeah. No, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. All right, I think I'm gonna go get myself my drink really quick before okay. we continue on. I decided to go with punch, punch because uh, it felt like a like especially a Halloween classic, like the big bowl of punch. 
uh-huh. with like the frozen hand ice cube trick. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I, I have done I, that I, trick. I, I did not do that. Um, <laughs> I do not have access to that level of freezing capability right now. It's A little too dry hot. ice. What what flavor is your punch? Because there's like lots of different flavors. Oh, Hawaiian punch. Oh, okay. like. But I, I, I meant the idea, the the effervescent yeah. concept yeah. to be punch. <laughs> My favorite punch is when you take orange juice and then you put uh, Seven Up in that, and then maybe some rainbow sherbet in that. Oh, fascinating! So I'm good. into it. I like yeah. it. I am having bubblegum soda because that is how I felt about this book. Is it's that bubble the brand? Gum soda. No, it's just bubblegum flavored. It's it's an Asian brand. I don't. I can't even. It's in Asian oh. characters. I can't no, fair think. enough. Like yeah. that, that sounds. <laughs> I I can't decide if that sounds tasty. I would give it a try. It's it's um it's weird and interesting <laughs> and good and it's like one of those things where you're like I don't know if I like this but I definitely want more. Okay, you know that's sometimes that's all you can ask out of a drink. Right. And they it has this weird ball thing at the top, so it's like it's a glass bottle and it has a glass ball at the top of it and that's the thing that keeps all the air in and then you take the cap and you turn it upside down and you push the ball to the bottom of the the soda bottle yeah it's it's fascinating it's very fun huh yeah <laughs> i don't know the next time i'll be in the california area but if i if i am you should definitely take me to the the market where you got it and we can try it together absolutely i'm down for that do you want to give us the opening line of the book get us get us rolling sure young lewis barnevelt is about to have a wonderful adventure but he doesn't know it yet dun dun dun, dun, dun you know dun. That I was writing down this opening line after we finished the book, and I was like, "A wonderful adventure." I questions are I, going to be asked about that. Although I, I mean, don't it, know it, about it, that. it's kind of wonderful in some ways. In a like, I mean, in the way that Harry Potter was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, like full full of wonder, kind of in that same way yes. that um, amazing or awful, mm-hmm. full of awe. Yeah, it's kind of in that same way, I suppose. Gr- the and word there, great is also that you can be great and terrible. did happen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to give us a, a brief overview of what the book is about? Just very, very quickly, we have an orphan, which for some reason, uh, why? Why are literal all young adult kids orphans? I have no idea. And actually, I have no idea why Lewis is an orphan. Like, I don't yeah, even don't remember that part. about it. It's just like, bam, he's an orphan. He's going to this place. Yeah. Like, I think it opens up with him on a bus heading to his uncle's house. And he's yep. like, oh, my uncle, my parents or whatever always said he was kind of weird. He's kind of weird. That's it. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all we get is just like, I guess I'm going to go live with my uncle now who's kind of weird. So we get to meet his kind of weird uncle in his mansion of a house. Where does this dude live? Um, New England for sure, because it's definitely yeah. like it's it's definitely an old Victorian house for sure. Uh, and he has like a friendly what what do you call it like an ant- antagonistically friendly relationship with his neighbor Florence, who he moved to that house to be like they called her his best friend, and he moved into that house specifically so he could live next door to her. So like they are besties who are yeah. complete dicks to each other. <laughs> it's a really fun vibe I've got it to is say. i kind of love it and that was one of the things when i watched the movie i was like why are these guys assholes and now i'm like oh okay this is part of the shtick i got it i think there's something fun about showing a an adult relationship that's purely friendship that's not romantic or at least they yes. don't give us any vibes that like oh well they used to date or no like that's just not part of it 
they're Which, just I don't know, there's something nice about it. They're just super good buddies who harass each other constantly. <laughs> Our protagonist Lewis, as he is discovering the house, realizes that his uncle is yes, he's weird and he's real freaking weird. And the house <laughs> is weird and Florence <laughs> is weird and just discovers more and more that there's magic shenanigans happening and he kind of fucks some shit up because kids at school and then they fix it and that's the book yeah that's basically the entire book <laughs> so if you want you know a quick summary <laughs> yeah well okay so this book is only normally a book we read for this podcast it's normally somewhere between like eight and say 16 hours like we read normal size books i think and mm-hmm. this one is only four and a half but I will say that in that four and a half hours, I feel like more stuff happened in that four and a half hours than some of the books that we've read where we have like a 14 hour book. So I was actually really impressed with that part of this book, which is like how dense it is and how packed with like information and like evocative feelings of being a child and dealing with magic and all that. Like in four and a half hours, they did a really good job of. Yeah, 100 percent agree. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about stuff. Like, what do you like about this book? Oh, I there. So there was this weird feeling I got when I started listening to it that I, I can't describe it very well, but I had I had this kind of like sense memory. You know how when you smell something? Yes. And you have this sense of like, oh, this reminds me of this time. I can't mm-hmm. even necessarily say what about it specifically does. Like, just, but you you just get transported to like another place in time, right? Yes. I had kind of that same feeling for like high school English classes. Yeah. There's something about this book that really gives me high school English reading assignment vibes in a good way, I guess. Like, because usually those those stories are interesting and classics that they want you to read for a reason right yeah so like in a good way i got kind of the same vibe here oh that's interesting i had a very similar reaction with a different like outcome which is i felt like this book feels like so much like my childhood like they describe lewis as every kid who's not super popular that's ever existed and they do it in such a visceral way like uh it's a, it's like it's sense memory exactly like what you said mm-hmm. and i could just feel myself sitting there looking at the popular kids doing sports stuff and like wishing I didn't suck so hard and like (laughs) um it was it was so evocative of that feeling that like it brought you there so fast and I think that's part of the denseness of this book is they can sense memory you into your own feelings so you're adding your own Mm -hmm. layer of stuff onto this so they don't have to say all the things like you can just imagine this boy sitting there trying to play baseball and then just being real bad at it (laughs) and like I I got this feeling like it was definitely my part of my childhood and in the same way that I feel about Hocus Pocus which had nothing to do with my childhood like like that was also an east coast thing and I lived in California so we did not have you know towns full of spoopy here but yeah no I remember like loving the idea of Halloween so much in that same spoopy way and this Mm -hmm. is this is evocative of that in in such a like extremely like tactile way yeah i like it and it's it's weird to have this this sense feeling that we're talking about and not necessarily have a great way to to describe why it is that that is the feeling but i don't know maybe i'd I'd be really curious to hear if other folks read this and had kind of a similar vibe 
Yeah. Like maybe collectively we can sort out a, a reason why <laughs> this, this, you know, feeling happens. Yeah. I feel like this is, it's kind of, it kind of felt 80s a little bit, maybe early oh, 90s. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cool. I liked that. And I, I felt like at first when I started reading this book, I was like, I don't know if I like this. Like I had feelings about it at the very beginning. I was like, I don't know, because like, uh, it kind of felt miserable in that way because he is so like incompetent at sports and whatever and Mm -hmm. he felt so bad about it and then I was like nah this is some great writing actually no I think there's something about the writing that really works well also the like the house itself the way they describe the house that they live in so it's obviously this big like Victorian mansion and I immediately filled it in with like grand staircases and like (laughs) parlors and like lots of like weird shit on the walls and it's like definitely like green and red and brown um so none of that is in the book but that's definitely what happened in my head how did you visualize the the house i think definitely that darker than we would decorate now Mm -hmm. that way that older houses are you know Uh where it feels like everything is just wood room to room wallpaper and wood (laughs) constantly everywhere uh and like it was actually kind of cool really quickly they get into like oh there's clocks everywhere yeah like so which is nice you know in that 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 way that you feel when you recognize the title of a book within the text of the book yeah mm-hmm. that thing yeah exactly <laughs> it, it feels like really quickly they're like hey, hey hey clocks there's clocks there's clocks everywhere yeah the house with the clocks yeah this is the one there's right. clocks <laughs> like oh okay all right um the the book is actually about a very specific clock which like is kind of I, I guess hiding in the walls, as the description says, but like the owner of the house, Jonathan, is nightly searching for it, which that to me was a weird, yeah, spooky detail to, mm-hmm. to have his character do. The great thing about Jonathan is that in the movie, he's played by Jack Black, who is the perfect person to play this guy. And his ne- his best friend nemesis is played by Kate Blanchett who are the perfect pair. So yeah, like you come into this as like a completely normal situation, except there's a lot of clocks and that's kind of weird. And then biggity bam, it's the middle of the night. You're up looking around and your uncle is looking around the house for something. And it's his house that he has lived in for like, I think they said at least 10 to 12 years, some some extreme amount of time at this point. Yeah. And he's looking in his own house for something and you can't really figure out what it is. And then immediately he goes and tells you what it is. <laughs> he's like, there's a clock on the walls. We don't know what's up with it. It's scaring the crap out of us. We're looking for it. And you're like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> this is not the mystery that needs to be solved. They just handed you the answer on the plate, which I actually really appreciated. I was like, oh, thanks. This is not this is not what I have to worry about. Yeah. Well, he tries to do the like the white lie thing at first. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm I just I go turn off all the clocks every night because they, you know, they're a little noisy. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. But then the next morning in the book, he's like, oh, no, I, I should actually tell you what's up. Let me just tell you everything about it. And the whole time during the whole thing, I'm like, okay, well, his uncle is magical because he tells you that he's a, a moon witch, a moon wizard. Yeah. I think he also says like magician and other terms. Yeah. For he sure. calls himself a parlor magician at some, at one point where he's like basically just like one step above pulling rabbits out of hats. But actually he does some crazy stuff in this book where mm-hmm. you're like, you're a little bit more powerful than you said. And so I'm sitting here wondering if the kid is also magical through the whole thing like trying to figure out what the deal is there and if that's going to be the the great reveal turns out no mm-hmm. that is not the great <laughs> reveal <laughs> so like it's 
like I said, for such a short book, there is so much stuff that happens and you go on all these like random paths about like what could happen from this and nope, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. <laughs> Which is kind of awesome. Although I guess he does do magic. Yeah, he, he totally does. Like yeah. he like steals a spell basically. Yep. In and, order and to he raises the dead which is Whoops. crazy yeah oops didn't mean to to raise the dead gotta gotta figure that out so he like that's a big i mean it's a big plot point because also the dead neighbor just like moves in next door and you're like all right i guess i guess there's a dead neighbor and and they don't tell you it's a dead neighbor except the name of the neighbor is something very close to another word that they use <laughs> omega in the book and so you're like hmm i wonder if it's her yeah <laughs> Yeah. So it's definitely like a YA book, but it's super enjoyable. Like, and even as an adult reading it, I was still left with like, where's this gonna go? Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't feel like I, I didn't feel like as I was reading it, I was going to totally know what was about to happen. You know, you know, that way that you can sometimes when you're yeah. watching a movie, show, book, whatever, mm -hmm. you can just get a sense of, oh, yeah, I bet you that this thing is gonna happen because that character foreshadowed this one thing and meh, 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 like, this person is definitely Kaiser Sose. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it, it did a pretty good job, especially for a YA, of, yeah. of not being super obvious about what was going to happen. It, it was a really interesting way to do it, too. So we haven't mentioned yet this this little shit Tarby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's exactly how I would describe it. <laughs> like, oh my god. So we, we have these good characters, right? We we have Lewis and his uncle and the next door neighbor Florence all like kind of shooting the shit, being fun. And then we have like this super terrible classmate of Lewis that first unfortunately Lewis kind of latches onto as like, idolizes. A, yeah, like I, I need you to like validate well, my... I mean, he is the most popular kid who's like the quarterback and the star pitcher and he's really good at everything and whatever. And, you know, we've all been that person who is like, look at that popular person. And if they're paying attention to me, then I'm going to buy into the cult of that. Oh, yeah, but it just and the guy shows very much just how terrible he is, which is unfortunate. It, it would have been nice if they had leaned a bit more into that he's actually a deeper better person but they're yeah. like no he he started out being kind of nice and then just got shittier yeah that was the kind of horrible thing is like he actually started out in a like i'm gonna be nice to this kid who's clearly not good at sports and i'm gonna teach him stuff and you're like oh my god the popular kid is nice that's great you know and then it really quickly falls off into tarby's little shit and yeah. i just want to bop him like ugh. also okay he like fat shames him he fat he fat shames lewis at some point and i was just like that so, is crossing the line sir not only does he do this he does this at least twice yep because there's at one point earlier on where he says something about like if you weren't so fat then you yep. could do this or whatever whatever it is he says mm -hmm. something like that and then later on in the book he again set, calls him fat and i think this is like in front of a bunch of other yes. little boys like which just makes it extra shitty i, guess. I don't yes. know and i remember being like oh weird he's calling him fat again that sucks and the character uh um lewis he in like narrator thought form says like oh that hurts like i've yeah. never heard him say such a mean thing and i'm like i he lit he literally did like just a did month it. or two ago you know in, in narrative no i remember he's totally been shitty to you before 
But also, like, Florence Zimmerman does it to Jonathan. He, She at some t- point calls him tubby. She, like, Aww, there's, yeah. like, two or three times when she says something about his weight. And I'm just like, why Why does this need to be a constant source of insult? Like, yeah. you know, that's rude. Also, like, I just, I mean, I hate to bring my 2021 sensibility to this, but, like, meh, could do without that. Oh, yeah. No, 100% agree. But honestly, like, for a person who started this book thinking, like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Is it really worth four hours of my life? Whatever. To go and, like, have that really be my only actual complaint about this book, that's pretty good. Like, I'm usually way pickier than this. So I, I applaud that, actually. Like, yeah. not not the actual the act of doing that. But that is, like, literally <laughs> the only thing I can pick on. Yeah. Uh, and that may, to some extent purely be an age thing because wasn't this written in 70s or 80s yeah yeah and it definitely is something that would have been a completely normal thing to say and kids insult each other like that and adults i mean it's a kid's book so it's sort of written from the perspective of a kid so like Mm -hmm. having a fat joke or whatever especially in the 80s from a kid's perspective is a thing that would have definitely happened and been acceptable question mark i don't know it should never have been but it was kind of thing yeah yeah uh like it's, it's never a good thing, and we're definitely not excusing it. It's just more of a, huh, yeah. The people yeah. who were writing this at the time, well, people, sorry, I, I keep thinking of it as like a show or a movie. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The, the person who wrote it was definitely yeah. living in a time where this was a kind of a casual, normal thing. And I, I, I almost hate to say it, if this book were aimed at an older audience, if this was aimed at like 20s or older, I bet you there would have been queer shaming and other things oh, yeah, for that sure. were a, like a, an older version of yeah the fat shaming that we saw. Which, oh. But they didn't do that, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of my argument about that Stephanie Plum book that we read was like it was written at a time when this stuff was like, yeah, that's normal. Yeah. So. And maybe that's where it suffers is that because it yeah. is totally for an older audience, mm-hmm. it, all of the level of shitty things happening is an extra Ratchet. level of worse. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But again, like, really, that's my only complaint. And I'm pretty picky about stuff. And I, you know, go for the jugular when I can. And that's it. That's all there is. Like, the rest of the book I thought was great. Like, did you like this book? How would you think? Yeah, no, I think it was written well. And I I feel like story was succinct and interesting. Maybe that's the benefit of it being four hours. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel like there's very little fluff. One thing I will say is that it was really nice that it was a complete story. Like, it was a beginning, middle, and end. And, like, yeah, you could write other ones, but there wasn't a cliffhanger. There was no, like, definitely we're writing another one. Here's the here's the plot summary for that based mm-hmm. in this book. It was just, like, this is your story, which I, I love that in a book, actually. Yeah. Is, is there anybody in this book that you thought was, like, extra cool <laughs> character-wise? I mean, I've, I – other than, like, her – crappy words to Jonathan I I actually liked Jonathan I liked Zimmerman I liked everybody like I, I even thought Lewis was kind of awesome like he figured out how to do all the stuff at the end he's he saved the day in a lot of ways too because he was the one that was like can I just try it and like he spoke up for himself and whatever I I don't know I liked I all the main characters were great like there's only four or five characters in this whole book so yeah really basically <laughs> yeah uh, but, I, I mean, really liked the uncle Jonathan I feel like I felt like he was someone who especially for having not been a person who had raised his own kid as far as we're aware, like definitely yeah. nothing to that effect is mentioned. I feel like he did really well with taking on a 10 year old kid suddenly out of the blue yeah, and sure. like treating him like an adult but or in like, a good way. 
Do you know his what I mean? age, like treating him with respect and dignity yeah. of being a human being, but also sort of telling him things that are age appropriate, but also telling him things. Mm-hmm. He was really good at that. He did fly off the handle a few times, which I mean, I can totally understand that. Like uh, things were going down, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like there was extreme circumstances happening in this book. So when he like lost his shit a couple times, I was like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> People lose their shit. It's probably good to let everybody know that. Yeah, like, but I feel like nothing was out of sync with yeah no you know know i mean it all made sense yeah i liked that he had a best friend that was a a girl who lived next door and that they were like super funny with each other all the time but they also like very clearly like deeply loved each other but not in a relationship that is sexual yeah in an absolutely platonic way which it's just cool it's a cool friendship to see that i don't feel like we see a lot of you know yeah and i wish we saw more of because like i mean i have a ton of friends who are dudes and i have no non-platonic feelings about them but i would like you know jump off a bridge to save them sure you know i Mm -hmm, think those mm -hmm. are good things to teach people like you can have platonic platonic friendships and they are just as valid and like they are a partner for your life also Mm-hmm. absolutely here i am with my 2021 sentiments um but it's great it's great <laughs> to see it coming out of that that time for sure yeah I no I, I agree i th- I think the house was also cool i in yeah i know it's not exactly a character but like it definitely mm-hmm. had a, it was a very interesting setting and it was very much a part of the story yes it was interesting the juxtaposition of his house which is clearly like some mansion and zimmerman's house who is, lives next door but they describe in a completely different way as like kind of small and brown and like a lady house and i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) these houses are like houses don't come like that like houses on streets mostly you know they don't look the same but they look like they go together these houses sounded like they didn't go together at all which i was just like what weird (laughs) um i liked the neighbor's house description also when the dead lady moved in because they talked about how the vines went crazy over like even though they were snowed under somehow they grew like really big and started covering all the windows and stuff so like you couldn't see in to the windows and you're like ooh, something spooky is going on there this is great i love it when vines appear i i love it when vines appear in real life like yes for sure <laughs> Except- it's a silly thing but they they do like tear stuff down too though so you gotta watch yeah, out yeah i know you gotta be careful with yeah. with that whole situation but visually yes for sure there is this house on my street sidebar there's a house on my street that is amazing <laughs> and it has ivy growing all the way up the sides and i am just like mm, every time I, I drive by it i'm like that is perfection and they went in and pulled all of it off obviously you have to because it literally will tear your house down yeah like i, I it's kind of like a, a cycle you know yes. you gotta yeah. take it down then let it grow back up and all that so they did that, but because we're in a huge drought in California, there's like no pressure washing. And so there's just like vine like outline all the way up the side <laughs> of the house now. So now every time we pass it, we giggle and we're like, oh, it got attacked by the Kraken. <laughs> it's very funny. All right. Who would you want to sit down for tea with? Oh, I mean, it's it's a big toss up between Jonathan and Florence. I mean, if I if I could, I'd pick both because yeah. I think part of the fun is their dynamic together uh-huh. yeah. and, and how they interact. And it's, it's just it's very fun and wholesome. And in fact, I'd love to play a poker game with them. I don't know yes. if you mentioned, but like they love to play card games together. And I think that's just the fun, fun, like retirement level of activity. Yes. <laughs> I'm into that. I'd play I- a game with them. Yes, I want to join a poker league for sure. No, I don't because poker leagues are probably full of dudes with sunglasses on that look weird and are kind of scruffy. Never mind. Oh yeah, I don't want a league. I definitely just want like a a once a month 
you know, friendly game with neighbors type deal. I'm down with that. Yeah. Yeah. Another sidebar, I looked into joining a bridge league the other day and I was like, wow, I am not old enough for this. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Although it sounds like fun, actually. Maybe you just need to find the right game because yeah. I bet you if you were to look for like Pinochle. uh no, 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 like uh, like board games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you'd probably find a slightly younger crowd that yeah. you might fit in with. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I would want to have tea with Florence Zimmerman for sure because A, there was not enough of her in the book. Like she's in yeah. there for sure, but you don't get to know her. Also, she's a witch and they don't really talk about her power that much. And then also she makes hot chocolate and fresh donuts. And I'm like, I'm here for that. Like 100% <laughs> here for that. So plot twist, were there plot twist? I, I felt like this whole book was just like one giant plot twist that kept going because of how emotional I felt differently throughout this entire book. Like I felt the whole book just like turned my brain upside down. Yeah, there's definitely lots of interesting little bits where you find out, well, one, you just find out what the, the clock situation is and then you find out he tries to like raise the dead, which, come on, what are you doing? Uh, they blot out the moon. <laughs> uh <laughs> Turned out the dead person was the bad lady who used to live in the house that he's currently living in. Like, I feel like they, they definitely do a lot of those kind of odd little things that they didn't foreshadow very much. Yeah, you're like, here's the story. Okay, this is not the story anymore. Here's a different story. Okay, here's here's a different story. And and they all flow together. So it's it's like a weird dream kind of. Like, you know how like your dream just sort of moves into a different direction? And that's, yep. that's what this was a very dreamlike book, I think. <laughs> uh, I liked it, though. Uh, when I, I don't normally go for dreamlike type narratives. Yeah, yeah, I liked it too. I, I was shocked that I liked it, actually. I, I started out this when I suggested we read it. I was like, oh, we're going to like this because that movie was weird. And then I was like, oh, I don't think we're going to like this. And then you said at two, I want to talk about this. You said at two hours from the end, you were like, I have feelings, Noelle. And I was like, uh-oh, Morgan hates it. That's no, not bad feelings. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh, no, I think I said thoughts. Yeah, okay. And it, it mostly was that really odd nostalgia-esque feeling uh -huh. of this feels like high school and middle school English in a way that I just, I don't know how to describe. Yeah. It's interesting that you think about it as an assignment of be uh, that you would have maybe gotten during that time. And I think about it as the same thing. But I imagine the feeling that I had while I was sitting in the in high school English class. Huh. Does that make sense? Like I can picture myself in that weird chair that also. Oh, yeah. No, I can 100% yeah. picture myself <laughs> in the classroom. Like I can picture the, yeah. my teacher that I had for yeah. at least two classes in high school. Uh huh. Uh, like I totally have this like, oh, did he assign this? Like yeah. <laughs> it, it uh -huh. has that feeling. Yeah. It's funny that we both had that same like thing. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to rate? Let's go. Okay. What is your rating? I think like a four and a half. Like it, it's really good. Yeah. I I weirdly liked it and I didn't think I was going to. I would give it a like 4.87. Nice. Like almost perfect. If it A, if, a really if, good round number. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> if they had not fat shamed, I would not have had to take that 0.13 away from them. But I did. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's what it costs you. That's is this fair. worth a reread? I think so. Like, I think that as you, because they throw in so many little odd twists and you learn more about what's going to happen, I do think that this was one that would benefit from a reread because you'd, you'd pick up on things that you didn't realize at first. You know what I mean? 
Yes. Which is, to me, what makes a reread worth it. I'm actually going to go reread it right now. Oh, like, what? Nice. Like, as soon as we're done. <laughs> no, I'm actually going to go do other stuff. But then I'm going to reread it because I, I actually feel like I want to experience it knowing what the ending was. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Okay. Would you recommend this to a friend? I would. I don't know. Weirdly, I don't know under what circumstance I would re- recommend oh. it to a friend. Like, okay. I guess this isn't one where I would just approach random friends and be like, hey, have you read this book? It's really good. You should check it out. I I don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do think that if I had a friend who was looking for suggestions for their teen to read, mm-hmm. I think this would be a good one because, you know, it, it, I could give her just like one warning about like, hey, be aware that it talks about this and you might want to just be aware of that. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, like it, it does feel like a good teen book. Yeah. Okay, sure. I think I would recommend it to my friends. I think I don't have any friends who aren't spoopy. So, like, everybody I know is basically, if you're not into Halloween, I don't know that we would actually be friends at all. So, (laughs) I'm just kidding. That is not a criteria. However, (laughs) it just happens to be that everybody's down for the spoop. So, I'm feeling like that's a thing. If there were other books in this series, would you want to read them? I don't know that I would. And I don't don't even necessarily know that that's a thing about this book. Mm -hmm. I've just been not not super into reading lately. Oh, okay. Um, what about ever? In Would you the, want to the read distant them? future? Yeah. Yes. Maybe. Although I I liked the the magicalness of this book, but I, I admit I prefer my magic to be a little bit more swords and fireballs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know I, 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 yeah, I, I kind of like the more medieval flavored magic just as a general like that really appeals to me not as a detriment to this book like it's yes, not its fault yeah. it's just a, you know a slightly the spooky is not usually what i aim for i feel like you like medieval period yeah i do yeah yeah so it's my favorite period yeah exactly and this is set like victorian-esque so obviously this is my gem <laughs> yeah i think i think it they do say at the very beginning that it was set in like 40 yes. 1949 something Seven, eight, something yeah. like that. Uh, so, like, it, it's 50s-ish, but yeah. it's a Victorian house. Like, it's an yeah. old town where spooky things happened a long time ago. So, I get the Victorian vibe totally makes sense. I feel like when you're at school, you're feeling the 50s. And when you're in his house, you're feeling the 1880s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially with the how Jonathan is and how his relationship with Zimmerman is. Like, it feels very... Old-timey. Like, I imagine her in a bustle dress the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. What is your narrator rating? Oh, I really like the narrator. Actually, I, I meant to talk about him. That's another thing about this book that I think as I was listening to the narrator, I very quickly got this feeling of this feels familiar or sounds mm-hmm. familiar. Yes. So I went to go look him up uh-huh. <laughs> and realized that he is the same narrator as American Gods. Uh-huh. which I have 100% listened to. So maybe that's it. But I also found out that he's like one of the most prolific voice actor, narrator people. Uh-huh. So he's just done like over a thousand books. Yeah, he's very popular. So I give him, here's a here's a weird thing. At first, at the beginning of this book, I hated him. Like I was like, oh God, I have to sit through four and a half hours of this guy. I hate him. And he slowly grew on me. And what I realized he grew on me was because he felt familiar, but he felt familiar in a very like, when I was little, I used to listen to radio dramas all the time, like Mm -hmm. on KNX 1070. (laughs) They had like 
blah, blah, blah of the Yukon or Lassie or whatever, like radio dramas. And he felt like the narrator or announcer from those kind of dramas. Like he had a very like matter of fact way of stating things that wasn't like, I don't know how to say this. It just, it, it was very like not monotone, but definitely not over exaggerated. Yeah. And I think matter of fact is a very perfect way to describe it. I think that in that, really fits with my impression of this book and with American Gods. So maybe a large part of that is simply the the voice acting and kind of like what he imparts on the work. Yeah. And it felt also very 50s. Like I remember um, feeling like, oh, what is that movie? Oh, Christmas Story with Ralphie who like Mm -hmm. can't put his arms down um, and he'll shoot his eye out. Yeah. It felt like the dad reader or how (laughs) Ralphie is older and he's reading the story of his life. He felt like that where he's just saying what's happening. And that felt very like comforting and familiar in that weird fifties, sixties kind of way, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for speed round? Let's do it. All right. If this book were a tactile feeling or texture, what texture would it be? Ooh, I think like a shag carpet. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, not, soft more like alarming in its level of (laughs) ups and downs texture okay but like you know a little soft Uh, you Uh know it's not like jagged it's not harsh it's Uh just irregular (laughs) (laughs) okay i i i validate that feeling if you were going to pair this book with any other book like a fine wine what would the other book be Oh, so like the first thing that my mind jumps to is Harry Potter because Mm of orphan, 10 years old, magic discovering, you you know, it it has a a lot of very similar vibes. But I think that you you shouldn't pair like with like. Yep. Mm -hmm. I feel like instead, oof, duh. I almost want to pair it with the, of course, I can't think of the name because I'm a terrible person when it comes to authors. The the dragon magic book, it's by the same author as the book that we read like two or three books ago. I'm so bad at this. Oh, my God. With Algonquin and the D DFC. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, wait. We, uh, we could do this. Uh, Rachel? Joel. Aaron? Does that sound right? I'm going to our internet situation to look. <laughs> right, I to confirm before we. Oh, minimum wage magic. That's Rachel. It, Aaron. Oh, it was Rachel Aaron. Nice. That makes me feel slightly better. If I yeah. <laughs> if I had to like sit here and struggle, I'm glad I at least got it right in the end. <laughs> we yeah. read a, a different series of hers set in the same world, but the original one, there's like a, a young dragon kid who grows up with dragon magic stuff but feels very subpar in that world yeah and i feel like it'd be very interesting for him to have like a friendship with this boy who is a normal human who kind of feels very subpar in you know in his environment and and, you know like any kid has has a lot of feelings and is working through them um i feel like they would have been really good friends and i also feel like these are really good books that have a similar feel I was when I wrote this question, I was um, imagining and I have not ever read them, but Goosebumps, Ermagard. Um, <laughs> can you even say Goosebumps without saying that? Um, uh, I was imagining what I what I picture as the Goosebumps series in there or the Sorcerer's Apprentice kind of things okay. like that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think YA, right. spooky YA seems to be where <laughs> the, yeah, the good yeah, pairing definitely. there goes. 
If you were going to be a witch, what kind of witch would you be and why? Oh, I would like to be, I mean, really, if I could just apparate everywhere, that'd be, that alone. So you're a transportation witch. Fantastic. You know, I'll take it. Sure. Yes. Why not? I I imagined you would say I would be a stitch witch. (laughs) I do like (laughs) the rhyming, but uh, like, no, I, I already got, I got machines that do that magic. I think it'd be cool to just go wherever I wanted to, anytime I wanted to. That'd be awesome. I think I would be a techno mage. So what, give me one example of that kind of magic that would entail. Uh, I go to the ATM and money comes out. That just sounds like like a theft witch. I'm j- a techno mage can cast spells on technology. I'm just saying. Yeah, but it sounds like you're being a bad potato. You're, you're stealing people's money. Okay, so on our year anniversary, you're going to tell me I'm a bad potato? Really? That's what's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> you just asked for an example. I didn't say I would do that. Uh, okay. No, that is fair. That That is completely fair. I asked for an example. <laughs> I assumed it was something you would do, but no. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you could change anything about this book, what would it be? I yeah. I think just the the fat references. I mean, because the guy could have easily, just as easily said like, "Oh, I don't like you because you're stupid and clingy, and I, you know, I wish you'd go away." Or, or like he could have yeah. said so many other things. Yeah. 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 For sure. And three words to describe this book, and you cannot use magic spooky necromantic <laughs> I hope you leave that sound <laughs> I want to say like lonely kid but that's that's four words so I guess just loneliness yeah okay. might be a good that's vibe fair. yeah hey Morgan so what are we reading next we are not reading next in fact dun 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 uh, no, we are actually going to go ahead and take a break for the foreseeable future. I felt like one year in is a good opportunity for that and stuff's just been kind of busy. So we figured we would take a good long break and come back when we're feeling fresh and excited about doing the thing. Until then, though, you should definitely check out our social media, which I'm sure Noel will tell you about in a second here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this, for those of you who are having a mild panic attack right now, this is not a forever thing. It's just a life is in flux thing and we need a break. So we're taking one. Mental health is important, kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I have homework for you, which is to rate this book on your purchase platform. If you have read it, rate this podcast, wherever it is that you read your podcast, listen to your podcast, do your podcast. I don't know what the verb is. <laughs> it's probably listened to and then also follow us on instagram at ladies who genre all one word because whenever it is that we do decide to come back i will for sure let you guys know on instagram uh, also on our own personal instagrams so we are around all all times we're just taking a little break here yeah all right we will see you when we see you farewell let it do bye-bye bye